0: let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're welcoming Rose Paglisi, who is a commissioner in um, Mesa County, which is in the Grand Junction area. And Rose is going to talk a little bit with us today about the national popular vote that's on the ballot this November. Welcome, Rose. Well,
1: thank you, Debbie, for this opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Tell us, before we jump in to the election issue that I think is on people's minds, um, tell us a little bit more about you, Rose. How did you end up being a county commissioner? A little bit more about your journey.
1: Well, thank you. That's an awesome question. You know, um, I moved to Mesa County Grand Junction area in 2007 and started getting involved in politics in 2008 during the presidential election and had a lot of people who were just mentors to me and said, hey, you've got some talent. We think that you should run for office. And honestly, I was like, I don't know if that's for me, um, but really studied the county commissioner job and realized how much can be done at a local level. And I just fell in love with this job. And so I was—I ran in 2012, was elected. And then reelected in 2016 and I'm ending my term um, at the beginning of January so and I'm term limited so I cannot run again. Well you
0: can't um, run for commissioner again but maybe (laughs) maybe never say never on elected life perhaps.
1: That's true it kind of gets in your blood a little bit so yeah so we'll see what opportunities come after this but I have just loved being a county commissioner.
0: Well and you're a lawyer by trade before you jumped into public life is that right?
1: I am. I was a real estate lawyer and just really loved and have always loved real estate. So it's it's been really incredible. But I found that it's really helped me as a county commissioner to critically analyze contracts and land use hearings and private property rights and really understand how that all works as being both a lawyer and a county commissioner. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And I think one of my best memories is a lot of the work that you've done on land use issues, particularly around natural resource oil and gas, not only representing Mesa County, but a lot of your viewpoints, of course, also represent a lot of views of Coloradans and help protect Coloradans' lands and natural resources as well. So appreciate all you've done to help represent Colorado, really big picture.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, I absolutely love natural resources. We have an abundance, uh, obviously, on the Western Slope. So engaging in those issues has been really important for our business community and economic development. So um, it's been incredible to be able to work with people and form different coalitions with people that maybe don't normally all come to the table together and try to find solutions.
0: Which is a good segue into today's topic. And I thought you're one of the leaders of um, the opposition to the national popular vote, which is on the ballot this November. And Coloradans are, of course, are voting as we speak. So we wanted to get you on to briefly talk about the issue and how you got involved in it. So tell us a little bit more about what is on the ballot uh, for folks to consider regarding national popular vote.
1: Absolutely. And kind of as a segue into the conversation we were just having, during the 2019 legislative session, there were so many different issues that were affecting counties and local governments and our constituents that we were working on. And I'll be honest with you, national popular vote wasn't on my radar at the time. But just to show you the power of five people, I'm literally walking down Main Street in Grand Junction one day and five people stopped me on my way to lunch, asking what I was going to do to stop the national popular vote. And so along with Mayor Don Wilson of Monument, we um, and a team of really incredible people, um, we decided we were going to go the referendum route, which would allow the people of Colorado to vote on this issue. And with our 2200 grassroots bipartisan volunteers, we were able to get um, far more. We needed just under 145,000 ballot signatures to make the ballot. We got over 228,000 signatures in what would turn out to be the largest movement in Colorado's history on a, bi- in a bipartisan way to put a ballot question on the ballot. So, um, a real tribute to the people of Colorado who found this issue to be very personal to them, and they wanted to make sure they had the opportunity to vote on it. And so basically what the national popular vote does is take Colorado's nine electoral college votes for president and puts them in a compact of states, kind of a pool. We had issues with that because regardless of who win, who in Colorado, Coloradans feel should get those nine electoral college votes, the compact of states is going to decide that in um, whoever wins the national popular vote, but we have the popular vote in Colorado. And so the winner of the popular vote in Colorado gets all, as the, the system currently stands, gets all of our nine electoral college votes. So why would we want to give up that system that allows Coloradans to be in control of our votes for president? We are in the, we know um who which candidate will be in the best interest of Colorado. Um, especially from a business perspective, we want to make sure that our president has um, pro-business policies, um, not high tax rate policies, that will affect Colorado businesses. And so making sure we can vet and influence those presidential candidates as we have um, is really important. And I think that's why so many people engaged on this issue.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if anybody's ever thought about how hard it is to collect signatures, you know, you it's amazing, (laughs) like you said, the bipartisan effort that went into that that said, wait a minute, Coloradans should have the opportunity to decide such an important issue. So kudos to you and the team. And it it's almost like it just kept, uh, you know, more and more people got in. It was almost like a tsunami of support, I think, for people who wanted to weigh in on this issue.
1: Absolutely. You know, it was interesting. Originally, I thought this would probably be kind of a rural-urban divide issue. You would see people coming out in the rural areas but we had as many people lined up around buildings to sign petitions in Grand Junction as we did in Boulder. And I think that's a real tribute to this issue, how it impacted people. They felt like their votes were stolen from them and they wanted to get them back and they wanted to get engaged. And so um, this really has been a very bipartisan. Nobody on the ground was talking about, are you a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, unaffiliated? They were like we're Coloradans, and um, this is really a people of Colorado issue.
0: You know, Rose, this is one of the one of the issues that Colorado Business Roundtable has come out to oppose this election season, and we haven't weighed in on too many issues. We weighed in on three, so that's how important this issue is for us. Not just because we think it's a business issue to have have a say of who's elected president, but it sort of sets the tone of Colorado as really just being flyover country for lots of other issues. And we wanted to make sure that we preserve Colorado in terms of its importance um, economically, uh, you know, back to natural resources. Like, how do we make sure Colorado stays relevant in all the discussions at the federal level? Uh, and, and we just felt like this, that's chipping away at our ability to be a competitive state.
1: Absolutely. And first of all, thank you to the Colorado Business Roundtable for weighing in and on the opposition side, especially on this issue. But no, we felt exactly the same way. And I feel that way as um, a rural local government elected. You know, it is really important that we have influence over um, national policy decisions, especially as a pro-business county commissioner. So right now we have influence over infrastructure, transportation, water issues on a national level. But when we give our voice and our vote away, we will no longer have that ability to influence presidential and federal level leaders. And so it doesn't make sense for Colorado. It's just not in the best interest of Colorado or our businesses.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If folks want more information, Rose, on the no on national popular vote, where would they go?
1: So we have a plethora of information on our website, protectcoloradosvote.org. We encourage people to get some more information, talk to your friends and neighbors. You know, I feel very strongly um, that the grassroots helped us put this on the ballot for the people of Colorado to vote on. And it will be the grassroots that gets us over the edge um, and hopefully be victorious on November 3rd, but we really do need your help.
0: Well, we'll help spread the word, and again, t- say the website, it's protectcoloradosvote.org Yes,
1: absolutely. Okay, great.
0: Hey, thanks, Rose Faglesi, Commissioner from Mesa County, on joining us today on our podcast through Colorado Business Roundtable. Thanks, Rose. Thanks, Debbie. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom, Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.